I have dreams. Every night. What kind of dreams? I don't know. I can't remember. I just know that when I wake up, I've lost something. I'm failing in my sleep. It's all I do. It's all I've ever done. It's failure. Again. Welcome to The Last of Years, a podcast review of the HBO series The Last of Us. Every week we will review the newest episode in the series, give you our impressions from four different and unique perspectives, as well as our thoughts on how it holds up to the game. You can join in on the conversation by contacting us at thelastofyins at gmail.com. And remember, when you're lost in the darkness, look for the light. Greetings from the Tipsy Bison this week. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Mal, and I have played all the games in the Last of Us series on which this show is based. Sitting to my left is... Hi, this is Shannon. I have not played any of the games, but I am very much enjoying the show. Across from her. My name is Sean. I've played the games, ate a lot of content, and really enjoy the show. And... My name's Corey. I played the first game, and I eat a lot of cookies. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, this week we will be pouring our hearts out over the sixth episode of The Last of Us uh, TV series, Kin, directed by Jasmila Zabanik. Uh, apparently she's like a Bosnian uh, film she was producer. A survivor of the Bosnia-Serbia conflict in the 90s. Yeah, I think this is her directorial like U.S. debut here, so uh, we'll get to talk about her a little bit more. Um, as always, everything uh, we do here each week is we break down the latest episode uh, of The Last of Us, uh, what we like, what we don't like. What we won't be discussing is any future spoilers about the TV show or game, including the next time on preview at the end of the episode. Um, as always, before we get going uh, on our deep dive, any thoughts or I, uh, about this week's show? Anyone want to start? I really enjoyed the show um, overall. and. One thing, one trend that I've noticed is that no matter who we meet in each episode, they they never stick around very long. And I understand that in the game, it's very much you're moving and moving and moving. I kind of had hopes uh, <laughs> uh, this time that we might have some company, but... I actually oh. have a feeling in the long run you're not going to be disappointed. The uh, This episode had a lot in it. Like That's the only way I can sum it up. I remember trying to follow up and look at details and catch things, maybe do the side-by-side thing, and there was yeah. just a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. How about you, Corey? Uh, just just that I related a lot to that uh, native man, as, as I yes. would refer to him. <laughs> yeah. And his relationship with his wife. Although I feel like it'd be the other way around. I feel like it'd be the other way around. You come in and be like, what do you mean they, you made them a snack? <laughs> well, yeah, like, why are they drinking yeah. scotch? Uh, can't drink alone. I love that couple. <coughs> no, I, I really we'll enjoy that. We're going to get on them right sure, away. Yeah. And In fact, I guess we can get right into this here. Um, also, I think I'm going to throw this out here. I was trying to decide how I want to do this. Um, there's a lot in this episode. <laughs> um, and there's a lot from a game player's perspective, which is kind of like, oh, they're doing it this way. They're going to do this. And I can't talk about any of it. <laughs> It's because so there is so much that is potential spoiler territory that um, while I'm going to s- just say this because I want people to know that, like, I'm aware of what's going on here. I'm going to really play that down only because it plays into future events. And I just want to let that out there. But for the game player in this, especially if you've played the first two games, it is very much you're like, oh, there's this, there's this, there's this. So um, I just want to throw that out there and uh, 
hopefully we can uh, enjoy a second and maybe third season if we get one, which they've already said we are going to Well, just an interesting detail before you get too far yeah. ahead is they started picking out and writing this story alongside, I guess, the development of the second game. So there were elements that were kind of pigeon or what's the word um, picked from it, right. essentially. And it's just I don't know about them. So I'm yeah. the same boat as you. I, I, I think what it is, though, is that the original game was written as a self-contained story. Mm. OK, it's when it became successful that just like anything else, they kind of wanted a second. They're like, well, if you could make a second, what would you do? Right. So the story is written from a perspective of this is going to be the only one. This TV series is clearly written as if there is going to be more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I what hope. form that takes and what it's going to be. Obviously, we heard right off after like episode two that they were green light for, for more episodes. So how they're going to do that. But I think it's clear from the very beginning that they had in mind that they were going to continue. What form that took, what they were going to do. But it's slight character differences, uh, motivations that you don't see. Again, this is largely going to be lost on you, Shannon. But it's just like things that like, oh, I see what they're doing there. They're setting that up because that's going to be important later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's real subtle stuff. And then this episode is the biggest, like, oh, they really were thinking about the second uh, series here. So mm-hmm. there's just, uh, and that's about all I'll say about that. I think it'll be easy for you to get through it. Oh, absolutely. Broad strokes. <laughs> but again, I, that's kind of my caveat right there. Everything else is just going to be by the book here. Jealous. Uh, much like the game, uh, at this point, we start out the story with a quick reminder as if we needed one of what happened right. at the end of last week's episode. Um, and we jump the forward. with the sniper, right? Eh? Yes. This is where, where Henry ends up taking his own life, and they clip the black, and they go on to the next. This is very much like the game. Feels right like after, a lifetime ago. Right. Right after that scene in the game, it fades to black, and then they jump forward to wherever they jump forward. This, in this case, we jump forward three months. Uh, we get the idea that they're in Wyoming, but where they're at, we don't know. Uh, they, we show a man returning back from rabbit hunting, bringing back his kill, and he walks into his house, uh, finding that his wife is entertaining uh, visitors in the form of Joel and Ellie. Um, Joel is all but admitting his loss due to the lack of street signs in the enormous fucking forest <laughs> and is, uh, is not playing around and wants to know where they are exactly. Um, you know, he uses a tactic basically saying, like, you, you know, show me where we're at and your, be your answers better be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, this is the scene where you're like, okay, these people are, are awesome. And right. you're like, please don't kill these people. <laughs> you're like, just, just, just let these people live. They, they, are, they are a blessing. What did you guys think of this opening little section? When I saw the back of the coat, I mean, I, I bit. I really did assume that that was Joel for a minute. Oh, really? Like, just, you know, what are you going to do? You got to get to the next episode. They were trying to, like, I knew they had to give us a little moment of recovery right after the, the last episode for them to bust into this scene. I thought it was very cool. It was uh, not bludgeon pain garbage right after the last one it wasn't too brutal but it was also uh you know it wasn't without teeth yeah i uh, i would like to point out that shannon did not think those were rabbits but i can't blame her oh, because no, the I, ears were very short yeah i know I, like, I, on a second watch i i realized that they are but they are some sort of pygmy rabbit because their ears were so rounded well, you know yeah. one of my reactors was saying but thinking they were foxes at first mm-hmm. yeah um and now we do have some guest stars in this. In this, I don't know if you have anything on these two. I, uh, I don't because I, I knew that you'd posted something. Right. Right. So I figured. Yeah. You had uh, a, a the husband is played by Graham Greene. And I really feel bad that I honestly did not write down the, uh, the wife's name. If anyone has any way of getting that information to me, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Uh, but the husband is played by Graham Greene. Uh, 
most people might know him. He's a first, uh, you know, a First Nations native, and he was in the original. Uh, the original? There's only been one, unless you count Avatar. <laughs> Dances with Wolves. Oh, man, we grew up with this guy's face. Dances yep. with Wolves. If you go to the 90s, Shannon, do you remember the movie Maverick? I believe he's the Native oh, American. Man, he always, he was like, not to get out of control, but he was like the Sam Jackson for Native Americans. You know, yeah. if he if they needed a Native American in the movie, this was the guy they yeah. went to. and. And, and just the way he, he interacts with Ellie during this scene is just, it's just priceless. He's like, oh, wee, holy, <laughs> that mouth on her. <laughs> oh, that was just too funny. And the whole back and forth between them uh, was really entertaining yeah. from start to finish. Because at the end, they're almost kind of getting along. He's like, I'm really sorry. Like, I don't know where your brother is. Like, so at the end, they're actually kind of like cordial. They understand. I, right. I almost think they understand what's going on. The wife's reactions were just wonderful. Oh, she, she's she just a delight. Very comfortable whenever her husband walked in the door, and yet he knew something was wrong just by the look on her face. Uh, he I, said, why didn't you shoot them? The, gun, <laughs> the gun's all the way over there. How she's much like, of our grandma He didn't hurt me, by right the way. Yeah. I have that, eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That lady reminded me instantly of every one of my friend's grandmothers. Yeah. That as soon as you walk in the door, she'd ask if you wanted a, wanted a sandwich. Right. And she would pull every ingredient out and make like, yeah. not like slap some stuff together for you, but like stack you up a sandwich if like this have, big. She didn't have anything, a cheese plate, yeah. something weird, whatever. Grandma would just make sure you were fed. Here, here's <laughs> some of the weirdest, oldest candy that you've ever seen you, from you, grandma. Yeah. You have any cookies? No, but I can make some. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just make cookies. Um, as the scene does continue, the husband does point on the map and the couple warns about heading west, adding that if Tommy is west of the river, that, you know, he's gone. And interestingly here, we find out that they did go to Cody already during that period between the last episode. So we kind of, I don't know, I feel like we missed out on some more um, infected uh, time, you know. (laughs) I do notice that there is this, this desire with these episodes to have infected in them from people who want everyone's been sold that this is a zombie movie of choice of, of sorts yeah it, it, it's striking to me how quickly we walked away from um, the, what was the the last city um kansas city yeah i mean that city was left in obliteration and that's what happens when you win the super bowl right <laughs> when it's <laughs> the super bowl was uh infected joel I don't know. When you're playing a video game, you feel like the hero. You're supposed to clean that kind of shit up, not leave it behind. And I, I just enjoyed the detail. You yeah. know, there's nothing. Well, there's one thing it. I think we get out of this show, and as it goes on, is like Joel does not is not, does not consider himself, and at least at this point, you know, he's been given the superhero status, but he does fail quite a bit, and it's like it's a very humanizing aspect of of him, and that we're going to find out in here. So. The wonderful wife was Elaine Miles. Elaine Miles. Yeah. Does she have any uh, prior credits? Is is this her? She f- looks familiar. I honestly, we're pulling up the information. It's yeah. not fast enough for this, but it, she looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, Joel does ask about Tommy and the Fireflies or location, uh, but but their location as to where they're at now is is all they're really going to get. We get them in the summer. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> fireflies in the summer. They're Wait, firefly they're firefly people. people. <laughs> if I ever make friends I with, just was so tickled. I'm going to start a band with your cousin just so I could call it Tommy and the Fireflies. Tommy and the Fireflies. <laughs> um, on their way out, Ellie steals one of the rabbits, and Joel takes a moment to uh, to have what appears to be a panic attack. Now, yeah, this I... is very... At first, I wasn't sure what we were seeing here. Everyone who was watching is like, panic attack all the way. Oh, yeah. Instantly. Confirmed by the director. Or oh, sorry, the showrunner. Yeah, Definitely absolutely. A panic attack. He, although he described a panic attack as feeling similar to a heart attack, I've never had like a brutal full-on panic attack. I've had many ones in my yeah, history, me too. and it's uh, 
I don't know about a heart attack. It's like my lungs disappeared. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything just kind of squishing towards the center. Mine is more like just rapid heart rate. And you're like, mm-hmm. I just need to get out of wherever I'm at right, right. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rare, but I, I've had had them myself. And you can almost see that that's the look in his face. And, you know, this instant concern, like we well, have to continue from here. Um, it might be part of like stepping outside and realizing we have a long way to go and where are we going to go? I do like that. Ellie says, you know, just a reminder, if you, if you, if you die, I'm fucked. Yeah. It's like, cause where's she going to go? Back to her biggest fear of being alone. Right. And unless these, unless these two are going to raise her, that's, you know, that's, that's about the extent of it. Um, we do continue from here. We get some really amazing outdoor shots here. Uh, featuring Gustavo's uh, his score over top of this. This is all in-game uh, you know, music being paired with this. Um, we travel uh, up the river, and we decide to camp out uh, at the river's edge here at Fireside. Joel repairs his boots with some 20-year-old duct tape, while Ellie looks skyward at the Aurora Borealis. Um, I really like the scene, just, you know, them, you know, just set, settling down here. They actually get to build a fire this time. <laughs> is this from the game? Uh, no, we don't really see much of them in open transition in most cases. It's usually them entering or leaving places. In transition is actually kind of uh, rare. Honestly, as a player of the first game, there's very much a fog of war over this whole episode. I no idea what was going to happen. It was just so I don't or where you're even different. At. It just not. It, they're doing something different, and they're doing it well. But it's almost painful to watch the side-by-side comparison because they're almost two different entities. You know what I mean? You should enjoy them differently. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think they both bring... I'm very much getting used to Bella as as Ellie, and it's almost a little starting to, to right. listen back to Ashley Johnson's portrayal in the game. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you can almost tell that, like, Ashley's an adult playing a, a character, whereas Bella is a little bit more closer to that right. age and just to her attitude and the way she thinks. Um, it's... You know, Ashley's pure direction, whereas she's, uh, there's some Bella in that character, definitely, just by she's the way she's killing is. it too. Yeah, absolutely. So she had asked the question about whether or not they show the travel, and it's like, that's kind of something they don't do in the game. And in my mind, immediately went to, oh, you load through that. You know what I mean? Right. And this show is too serious for it, but I would be overjoyed if at the end of every episode it went black and went loading, maybe a little loading. <laughs> you just want or, to be taken or, out of the story. Or saving, saving, saving progress. And, and Joel pulls, pulls out beginning. his gun. You can see his ammo in the ba- bottom right corner of the screen. Corey's already been rewarded with some in-game camera angles. We've seen some over-the-shoulder shots and stuff. Not like video game obvious, but like yeah. you know, references and things like that. There, there is a gamey thing coming up here. That I'll we land later. right where we landed in the game. Well, during this travel, she asks if he would teach her how to hunt. And that is actually the second time already in this episode of five that I counted where she is requesting somebody to kind of teach her either to hunt or to shoot. Mm-hmm. So to, in order to be possibly more helpful or, or more independent in the event that she does right. uh, become alone. Yeah. And this actually comes into next uh, this little small little section here as they're huddled around the fire. Ellie is reminded uh, that alcohol is still gross <laughs> yeah. uh, and the conversation turns to the future. Uh, you know, she asks what Joel wants to do after everything is done. Uh, she mentions, you know, what are we going to do? He's like, we, he's like, okay, whatever you, what do you want to do? He indicates that he wants to have like a ranch with sheep because they're quiet and they do what they're told. I just love the way he delivers that line. They're quiet. He hits his T's very nicely. It's very pleasing to my ear. (laughs) What are you gonna say? I just love that Joel, even in his dream is still protecting something. That's, you know what I mean? Just where his character sits. You know, that's what a shepherd does. It keeps the flock safe. That's a good point, yeah. Well, either that or he just enjoys having meat to eat. 
I'm sure yeah. there's all of the above, you know, clothes to but wear, meat to eat. I think it is that they're easy. The sheep are relatively an easy thing to take care of. I think that this was, uh, you know, not necessarily the truth either. Right? We come to find out this isn't oh. really what Joel's dreams about, but we come to find that out later. I love the scene with the alcohol because I remember going to football games with my uncle and shit as a kid. And alcohol was something that that generation would frequently use to warm up and i'm putting quotes up because <laughs> we know now you know in yeah. 2020 it doesn't really work that way yeah. warm up is just drunk feels like it though joel's certainly not getting intoxicated that would cost him his awareness and he's protecting this child so whenever she said just to warm up he recognized that this is a tool not a, a toy. yeah i also just think he's like whatever and then she tastes it i like that she doesn't <laughs> do the trope where she's just like "Ooh, that's disgusting she's like nope still gross <laughs> she's about like this she is not it. it's not her first rodeo oh i mean it, it, there is no innocence left in the world that the they are yeah. left in now right like yeah. so that's kind of the thing too for the older gentleman <laughs> in the beginning scenes to be taken aback by her attitude it's like well you know they're they're I guess maybe there's there are some people sheltered enough for it, but like yeah. it's a, it's not the same place you grew up, man. Yeah, definitely not. No. Um, Joel returns that question back to Ellie, and Ellie's gaze turns towards the sky. She talks about her her uh, heroes: uh, uh, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Jim Lovell, and, and Sally her, fucking Ride. Absolutely, <laughs> coolest astronaut <laughs> name ever. And I actually never really thought about it. like that is a badass name. <laughs> if you're gonna get on a rocket, Sally Ride is a really good name. The astronaut details apparently come from the Ashley Johnson actress, the voice actress who uh, yeah. was a she was apparently a big space fanatic and uh, yeah. was the game maker uh, Greg Mazin. Um, he's or, the one. Or Druckman. Druckman was the showrunner. Mazin was the game maker. Right? Opposite. Opposite. Okay. Uh, the game maker was the one who said he had to grab those details. Like he needed to make sure that her pers personality was represented here somewhere. Right. He, he liked that. They are pushing the narrative that she is into space. Mm -hmm. And I will just say that that, you know, her fascination with that yeah. continues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as she's talking about that, the reality pushes back in, however, and she questions, you know, will it work? And he's like, you know, it's kind of late to be asking that question. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, she then opens up about what happened with Sam and her ill-advised attempt to, like, save him. I like that she answers the question that everyone was screaming, like, baby that's not gonna work yeah. <laughs> and she's like yeah i know it was stupid i know it was stupid um you know it's just, more complicated than that he said right. he thought you know and, that's, and then uh, you see a glimpse of compassion from from joel as far yeah. as rather than reprimanding her uh you can kind of see it come over his face that she was trying to help and yeah 100 percent. these early moments of the show we're watching joel finally accept that this might maybe be family yeah at least, yeah, at least at this early juncture, yeah. He, he clocks what she's saying, and once again, you know, he, he looks at his watch. I don't know if you noticed that. He does, after she's talking mm -hmm. there, he looks oh, at his I did watch. Not yep. see that. And he tries to assure her that, like, you know, Marlene's no fool. If she thinks that this is possible, then it's definitely uh, possible. Mm -hmm. um, at that point, you know, she offers to take first or second watch uh, as they go to sleep, and he's like, I'll take both. Uh, yep. And he tells Ellie to dream of... Uh, uh, sheep on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you combine both their dreams there. You know? Yeah, I really like There's that. There's still a togetherness. You know? Yeah. Um, anything else to say before we leave that section? Yeah, I feel like uh, the rest of our crew's been pretty quiet tonight. I I mean, I haven't watched the show in a week. I don't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll move it, on. It, it, I mean, particularly at this, at this point in time, I remember, uh, you know, I have 
actively in my mind a better image of the last 10 minutes of this episode than i do the first 10 yeah um and some of the casual conversation and stuff um so well we'll continue on um they do uh sleep through the night and joel is woken in the morning by realizing that he's sitting there and his gun is gone um she's he's pretty upset that ellie's there standing watch uh but it also shows that she's capable of taking care of him if need be um you know he can't just stay up all night all the time that's not going to work yeah is that his plan to never sleep Yes. I mean, that's that's a dumb plan. <laughs> he <laughs> is at some point he needs to whether he rest. wants to admit it or not. He's invested in protecting her, and I don't think he. And this is why he looks at the watch. I think is that he's like, he's starting to put the pieces together mm-hmm. that this is someone he's protecting, and it's not so much about the mission. I mean, this I feel this does change at a certain point, but he's entirely he's. It, they're showing the growing worry that he's having about having to protect her, and doesn't you know is feeling bad that she's having to protect him. Well, I think, I think that's a lot of Joel's anger in the beginning of the series, isn't it? It's not that he doesn't want to help a girl or protect a girl. It's that he does. He, he lives in a world where everything gets taken away, and he does not want to experience that again. Right. It yeah. is. It is not a. Oh, I don't care about this girl. It is. I don't. I want to not care about this girl because. His it's way up. only going to go one way for him in his in his mind. Joel's trauma, like you're saying, started before the apocalypse. We very first time we meet him, it's him and his daughter. I don't think we ever found what happened to the mother. But yeah, at least not at this point, we don't. Whatever that is, that's the same loss you're talking about. You know, it's just been one hit after another. This and the dude. game doesn't fill in the gap at all either. Right. So at this point, if they put something in there, it's going to be a show invention. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, after they get up and they make their way, they're on their way again. They come across this bridge. Now, is it just me, or did you just assume that something was going to go down? Oh man, I was clenching my butt cheeks all the way across that bridge. <laughs> I'm like, they are trapped from both sides, whether it's infected or humans or what have you. Joel's fear was palpable. Oh yeah, uh, but the showrunners once again subvert our expectations. Instead, mm-hmm. we're treated to some really nice back and forth about her trying to whistle, teaching her to hunt, whether she'd be comfortable. She'd be comfortable with the shooting, but it's the it's the dressing. Right. <laughs> and she asked the question I've always asked, why do they call it dressing if it's... Yes, <laughs> I related to that so much. When I was her age, I remember wondering the same exact thing. I mean, because so that was, that was a great little, you know... I liked it. It probably has there. something to do with the evolution of the word dress. A hundred years ago, both men and women's clothes for parties and stuff was referred to as your dress you know, your dress clothes. And it's just I also think in terms of like preparation, you're, mm-hmm. you're dressing something. That's basically right. Right. Exactly. And I know, and, and I, I kind of get yeah. that now, but when I was her age, I remember the yeah. same kind of right. things keeping me up at night. <laughs> now at the ceiling, the learning to whistle does happen in the game. It's mainly just contextual as you're walking through, there's a little triangle appears above her head and you can, he's like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to whistle. I can't whistle like that. No, can, I'm can not asking ask? anyone to demonstrate maybe no. away from the mic, but our mom can, can whistle. Oh, oh what? Uh, yeah. the, 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 the finger, finger whistle, nah. loud piercing. Nah. The mom <laughs> can do it loud enough that I could hear her from Wedgemere all the way to Rossmore. That's about a quarter mile. I would say yeah. easily. <laughs> um, they do continue on from there, and they come up on a dam, to which Ellie says, damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. Who was the author that he said, you're He's no... Like, you're no Will Livingston. Right. Will Livingston. <laughs> the, uh, this is where the game would have dropped us, or somewhere not too far from here. I yeah, well, you're coming up on where... Yeah, exactly. This is where in the game that they do meet um, uh, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some definite changes here, and we'll get to, we'll to, to get that. To okay, so when they meet Tommy in the game, he's not in a commune. He's 
wandering well, we're the gonna, woods? I'll kind of explain this, that yeah. as best I can. Okay. Um, uh, you know, she wonders that as the river they're coming across is the river of death that was so foretold by our, our couple earlier on. Right. Uh, Joel checks the map. Uh, but Second they get, river. Yeah, but they get rolled up on by a group on horseback that quickly surrounds them. At mm-hmm. this point, I have ideas of who, who this is. I end up being wrong, but it's just funny. I'm like, I start questioning as a gameplay. I'm like, there's two possibilities who this is. And I was like, I wasn't sure who it was. Um, what I find very interesting, and this is something that as a game player, I noticed as they crest the hill, did you ever play Uncharted as well as Last of Us? No, I didn't. When the game wants your attention, it says press R3, and it makes that kind of like almost jingle bell noise. Like, okay. ching. As those horses crest over the thing, you hear that, that attention noise <laughs> kick off to get their attention. I was like, that's actually a really cool little, little drop little detail in there. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I want to interject here real quick because yeah. I noticed something about myself that one of our uh, viewers has pointed out before. This anonymous viewer may be viewing us right now. And if anybody thinks that I dislike my brother-in-law sitting to my right. We went over this last week. Uh, yes, but, but I've, I've found the reason <laughs> and the root cause. It's I'm very seldomly looking directly at Sean. I'm actually, you can't see, but I have the computer screen right here. And so I am watching the video feed and the camera switches over on this side. Oh, he's making a stink face at his, face at his computer my, screen. Yeah, my eyes are so far directed toward oh, this side. I can see where that would happen. That, that from this perspective, <laughs> it looks like I'm giving him the stink aisle episode. So just chillax about it. I love you too, man. <laughs> That's really funny. Had to get that out there. Sorry. Uh, um, there's a tense scene where they're surrounded by these folks on horseback uh, in, in, in lieu of a uh, Fedra tech to determine who's infected they send in the dog um, to sniff out infection while Joel's obviously clean uh, his and our panic turns as the dog is directed Ellie's way I nearly shit myself because I'm yeah. like I felt his fear I like literally was on, had elbows on knees hands to chin just like holy shit what is more terrifying than a dog? And what could he do about it, which Nothing. makes it even more terrifying? Exactly. Absolutely. Because you don't want to show your cards by by re- reacting. Right. But at the same time, it, just to stand there and let something happen is... And that's what he says. He's like, I was just, you know, he's frozen. And it's like, I love the production here. They, 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 they mute the sound. They give that muffled ear kind of sound. And they do this slow push on and this kind of thumping heart sound. Like his, his panic attack is kicking in again. Our pants, assuming that uh, we were all shitting our pants, assuming that Ellie was gonna get tore right, up there. I mean, I really believed something was gonna happen. We don't know if she's quote infected and just resisting, or if she's actively killed off whatever's inside her. Well, and now I, we now we know a little better that well, first first indication was well, actually that's wrong. Hold on, let me let me put this. Whatever they found that out that she was infected in the first place yeah. that was with the one of those monitor things yeah that, the blood test you know? yeah. so that can sense it but this dog which oh, i know yeah. is science that's actually but they seem to be pretty reliant on this dog to determine whether people are infected or not so he mm. must have a good track record record therefore for whatever oh. reason he didn't pick it up on her did you not no that? but that's interesting that you would point out that difference the dog can't detect what the detector can detect even if it was dead inside of her that detector should not go off but it's detecting prior exposure, maybe? Well, it might be even like, um, you know, an antibody diluted. So it could be an antibody oh, thing. It's not detecting the infection. It's no, detecting Sean the antibodies. Think- we, all I'm going to say is we know from all the way back in episode one that dogs detect this thing. 
It's not some, you know, that idea has already been planted in our head whenever the dog's sitting on the kitchen floor looking cockeyed at grandma oh, as she's sitting right. in his oh, that's a good tr- Yeah, you're right. So, like, we know that dogs can sense this thing has it's taken not over even... somehow, but whatever they're doing, smelling, sensing, it, it, it's not delivered by Ellie. She doesn't have whatever that is. Yeah. Either, yeah, possibly some sort of there's a, a dormancy period, you yeah. know, because it's been so long since she was last. Maybe right after being bit, a dog might have been mm. yeah. you know, more reactive. But My wife I believe point, that's true. Pointed out that she was wearing the woman from the cabin's gloves, which may have played into it. The showrunner made no indication that that was relevant, but it was oh, okay. interesting detail. I did not notice that. I, um, I found myself sitting there thinking, like, I know this still wouldn't. I was not. I was not scared of the dog. That dog did not look like. The, the dog that was going to tear her to shreds that if she was infected. Shit out of me. The way it was it, growling. It scared me in terms of how the people would react. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. not like this was a big ass German Shepherd or a Rottweiler yeah. or something. It was a it's relatively a, manageable like size. Like a dog that would. You wouldn't want to get bit by any dog. Yeah. I don't love the excessive risk of sicking, sicking your dog on a person in that situation. He just gave them the choice. Last chance for a bullet. It's either I'm going to shoot you or this dog is going to tear you up. So give me the dog. I'll take my chances. Right. It's better that, that than a bullet to the head. I'm going to fight back. You're putting your primary detector at risk by setting well, it on me, you know? That's why like, what, I, what I have down in here next is like a, there's a collective sigh of release as it is revealed that the doggo is indeed a good boy. Mm-hmm. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if you kill the dog, they're going to kill you for killing the dog. Oh, you're dead regardless. So, I mean, yeah, it is. You're, you're, you're another thing that happens is your ratings tank because you cannot kill dogs. Oh, no, absolutely. Dog. <laughs> oh, is, no. You Shannon, can kill a wolf. You can get away with a wolf, but you cannot kill a dog. Shannon, I say our policy with, with Summer moving forward is that when we're out in public and somebody asks if they can pet her, we should say, are you infected? Okay, <laughs> okay sure. Well, I'll start on that right away. It, it's noticeable if you... Uh, read about war through history how absent the dogs are in any movie about yeah. it like dogs were ever present on the battlefield and in life they were tools and they were weapons and they were they're fucking dangerous when you have a big one and like, they do use them to a great deal mm-hmm. um in in future in in the future games dogs are a present thing that right. is like used to do that sort of thing and to patrol absolutely it's oh so easier. there are dogs in the game yeah oh. uh, but second not game. No, in, in the, the second, second game there okay. are and that's not really a spoiler it's just, there's dogs in the game but deal um, this was also mentioned by the director who I'm not going to scroll back and find her name. Please forgive me. But she was mentioning how like, you know, when in Bosnia, wherever it was, she's from, is that what it was? Bosnia. Mm-hmm. She's Bosnian. She yeah. it was there. Um, that like, you know, when she's filming there, she just gets what she gets. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's amazing. It's like, where do you, where do you want the dog to be? What do you want the dog to do? And what, when do you want them to do it? And she's yeah. like, okay, I'll want this. And like, and that's exactly what happens. <laughs> The, and you're uh, like, holy shit. And she's like, with the horses, too. It's like, where do you want the horses? She's like, you know, if you want them five feet apart, they'll be five feet apart. Like, holy shit. She was just so impressed by I don't know if anybody the posted, ability to get that done. Saw the picture they posted of how they set the horses exactly where they want them. I, would someone shared in the group. That was me. There was a horse on the trailer. Yeah, that was for some of the insert shots. looking horse. And those were, their, those looked like... Um, there's they're doubles. Okay. Those were not that was not the original the actors on that horse, but it was like a, a horse torso, and I'm like that is just a nightmare, <laughs> literally nightmare. <laughs> I've never seen that. a one horsepower car before. Literally. <laughs> do you have a sad trombone on there? Uh, I do. Yeah, I mean everything's now. got the little delays and stuff, and I was like, yeah, obtrusive. I knew he had that one. It popped right in the middle of me talking last week. <laughs> Must have been talking something. Sad. You dropped your phone or something on it or a book. Um, 
after the encounter with the dog, you know, once they're in clear of infection or at least uh, supposed to be infected, uh, Joel advised that he's just looking for his brother and, and nothing more. Right. We see a moment of recognition in her eyes as a woman uh, comes up and basically asks for his name. And he says, my name is Joel. Um, you know, go on. Good news, everyone. <laughs> Um, apparently she does recognize that name, um, at which point they take the, uh, the entire group along with our heroes, uh, back in tow, back to what looks like the entrance of a fort. Uh, the gates open, uh, for the posse and the town of Jackson is revealed. Um, this is a thriving town, food, water, electricity, and most importantly, Tommy. Uh, before we get to the introduction of Tommy, this scene of them coming into this town, you know, we don't get this in the original game. In the original game, they come up on this dam that they're trying right. to get working. Um, so this town For is, is this not... Town. A, yeah. So, you know, this is either a different reality or just a different time in the future where they're right. being exposed to this, and it's like, it's this amazing place. <laughs> they changed the timeline from the game. And right. this place is the reason this director chose to do this episode. In fact, she was originally offered the last episode, and the reason was because she survived that conflict oh. with Serbian War. And... um. Uh, Druckmann wanted her to direct that episode. She refused it and said she wanted this episode. And the reason was she wanted to show something that worked. She didn't yeah. want to show war, death, and famine. Yeah. She wanted to be able to show something, a functional society. Right. And I just, I mean, I love the way, you know, the original game is very much like this, where they come up to this gate and they're trying to get in and there's people on the towers there, like, you know, do they let them in or not? Um, and I like the way the camera starts above the horses and comes up and then yeah. like the town is revealed and like there's just it's just a beautiful shot. And they recreate I mean that Jackson Hole is a real place in Wyoming. They basically just recreated the town up in Canada, up was, in Alberta. Was that the strange same eighth of a mile stretch that they used for uh, the sniper shoot, I assume? No. Well okay. I, actually I, I do not know. I do not know if this is the same location yeah. and they just redressed the entire area and re- rebuilt it up. It's very possible. Absolutely. Wow, the work and detail they put into this town. I mean there was a sign for everything. Right. If you're an Easter egg hunter, they're all through those signs. And and there's a lot there are green screen work, but there's a lot of practical buildings in mm-hmm. here. Like there's like store like you know facades and things like that. I'm like, this is just impressive the way they did this. Hey Sean, uh, as somebody else who's played Days Gone did you get uh, little flashes of that settlement that's down on the lake that they end up at in that game? That they, I got really big vibes of that. Now uh, well, I don't think you've played it. Similar, great game. I'd highly recommend. Uh, very, you know, sim- I mean, it's a it's a zombie game as well, yeah. but it's an it's an open open world game. Um, but uh, I don't know that that was where no, my I mind see the went overlap. to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They have the same kind of contrasting settlements like we're seeing here, where the last settlement we were at was so dysfunctional that it collapsed and had a revolution take it over. In this episode, we're seeing a functioning society that's not going to collapse. Right. I just want to point out, though, we already know for as good as these people seem, they cull heavily at the border. You don't get in if you look shifty. You know what I mean? Well, right. I mean that's. They, they bring that up later. It's like, we have to protect this place, mm-hmm. so absolutely. And she points at the jail, which they don't use. At least, oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that. Okay, I get what you're saying. Right. They don't have to use the jail because they just kill people. Right. <laughs> or I, I think their preference is to scare people away. I think it has a double meaning. <laughs> I have no doubt that they wouldn't, that they, you know. Absolutely. Um, I also noticed as they're approaching on horseback, there's one person waving a red flag, just to let them know they're coming back in. Mm-hmm. That it's like, 
don't what, shoot. Whatever that means is a sign for them to not oh, shoot. We know Tommy is in there before, uh, you know, just assuming at this point. So we know he's a marksman. Right. You don't want to be driving up to that. Although I have something to say about that later, too. Okay. Um, as they come in, Joel spots Tommy from a distance. And I'm he's like, this crushed me. Because he's like, as soon as when he calls out Tommy, I just feel the emotions hit me. And it's just like this recognition. Like, he sees his brother, like, from, like, you know, 25, 50 yards away. And the way they come up on each other, he starts this run towards him. And, and, and the way they embrace, and then I really like the look on uh, Bella's, uh, Ellie's face where... Yeah, that was telling. She's like, oh, this is, he's capable of this. Right. He's capable of these emotions, but he's just not showing it with me. I could see two emotions on her face whenever. The first one was joy. You get to see that, that connection. But the second one was, wait, that's my man. Yeah, you some envy. I mean? Yeah, yeah. These are you know you're taking my tribe here. Yeah, it's it's envy that like he can show this for family, mm-hmm. and she's definitely not family. Did anybody pick up on what Tommy was doing whenever Joel yelled for him? It looked like no. he was he was roping up some nooses. That's what it appeared to to me. Mm, I, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. You know what? I did very, very clearly. I, I didn't recognize that it was Tommy at the time. But I did recognize that there was like a hangman's yeah, uh, setup up there. Like mm. um, I didn't make that direct correlation with the character, but I 100% back yeah. you on the fact that there is public hanging happening in this spot. Given Which the, is interesting that they publicly hang. Infected, probably not. No, they would shoot them. No. So that gets into a little well, like bit more I, of a. Sean says a, they're a, not using the jail. A darker, seedier side of. Um, not that that's a bad thing. In order anyhow, to live in a post apocalyptic world, you're going to make some moral compromises. And the one YouTube video that I showed, I really love the way this guy readdressed it because there, there's a great moment here where they're walking along and um, Joel points out, you know, what kind of place is this? Can I talk about that? Okay. What kind of place is this? And he says, it's everything's shared. Everything's together. And uh, he, go, he goes, communism. Yeah. And she goes, or uh, Tommy resists. He goes, no, 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 not quite like that. And she says, uh, no, that's exactly what this is. This is communism. We're working in a commune. And <laughs> I just love he stopped, you know, because this is a guy who fought for democracy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, It's yeah. his thing. My point. We'll get more into that, too. Okay, we'll get more into that. Sure, um, Absolutely. Just a great little scene. I love that. And I did have a reason for going on, but I'm lost as usual. A reason That's for interrupting okay. me? I d- yeah, I'm sorry. Did you have okay. some No, we're going to talk about Renita Wesley. Yes, let's, let's go so ahead. Let's immediately go ahead and noticed or recognized Maria. The actress who plays Maria is um, Renita Wesley, who I just absolutely loved in the HBO series True Blood. She played Tara, Sookie's beloved best friend badass best friend <laughs> i loved that series i will tell you right now that it's really great that hbo reuses some of the most amazing actresses yeah. and actors that they have especially because um, i haven't seen true. her in anything else she's been in other things too but not big things she's uh, there's this other show queen sugar which i haven't seen yet but it's on my list um was but, she not in walking dead too i thought no you're i'm thinking someone else i don't i never watched it i'm sorry um, <laughs> no, she's not in Walking Dead, but um, but she's wonderful. She's an amazing actress. I always, she's one of those actresses. Every time she talks, you're kind of fixed on her. Shannon, every word that comes out of her mouth. Like, I hate to interrupt you, but which actress? Do you is hate this? to interrupt me because I do? I need to know Maria. who you're talking about. Uh, uh, to- Tommy's uh, wife, the leader of this place, or the the supposed apparent leader of this place. I'm sorry, you were yes, going Maria. on. I just wanted to know. Okay. I, I'm not familiar with the show that you're talking about. True Blood. True Blood. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, True Blood was it's a vampire uh, mm-hmm. show, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, just got information hot off the wire. 
Um, it does not look like they are shed, setting up any sort of gallows. They're lifting a piece of like w- like lumber okay. using pulleys and things like that. He's they're building something. The uh, the thought that I had before it occurred to me was that they pointed out that this is a commune and there's this communism, and he pointed out that this is not so much a demonstration of that sort of ideology. This is tribalism. These are people who are coming together, protecting a common good and serving a common goal on a very relatively small scale. Right. It's also hard to get up in arms about what type of uh, government or society you're living in when there is no currency other yeah. than trading goods. Barter, yeah. Yeah, the barter right? And, and in a community like that, I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. We'll actually get deeper into that when we get to, get to that point. I want to hold off on that for, okay. for right now. Um, at this point, uh, we get taken to a, what it was basically a giant hall where they're, they're using as a mess hall. Uh, Joel and Ellie get some much-needed food while Tommy and Maria, uh, you know, talk to them. Um, let's see, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, you know, Ellie's taking exception to, you know, being looked at by, by that girl, uh, having her gun taken away and almost killed. Um, it's explained they have to be very careful who they let into this town. Right. Um, you know, and just because they have a bad reputation, I love how she says you have a couple of 90-year-olds shitting themselves out there. <laughs> What was the line she said about a bad reputation? A, a bad reputation doesn't mean you're bad. A bad reputation Not always. doesn't mean That's you're what bad. what she right. follows up with. Um, while Joel appreciates the hospitality, he is looking to have some time with his family, uh, at which point we learn that Maria is family. And I love this reaction by Ellie. Oh, shit, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, say congrats. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just love that. It's like, <laughs> I love how Joel looks at uh, his brother immediately here, or he might even just been looking down at his feet, but he kind of gestured in his direction. I feel like he was trying to reaffirm She's not in our tribe. You know what I mean? This is this is our tribe, and you're violating this. You know, there was nonverbal communication happening between the brothers. Well, I think there. it's also, too, that he's been out of contact, and it's just like, mm-hmm. this is what's been going on. And he starts immediately blaming her for right. controlling not him. blaming Tommy. Right. Noticeably not blaming Tommy, just right. looking away from him. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think that could be a big part of his disposition, right? Mm-hmm. It's not not what he's doing or who he's doing it with or that he found somebody to be close to so much as it is about him being pissed off that like that's he's out he thought that tommy was in mortal danger or totally, dead yeah. or hurt somewhere and it and it he finds out that tommy chose to stay out of right. contact because of a woman and it's like you know that, my that's, immediate first thought was, we've got we've got the, the male gender has a saying for that. You know what I mean? It starts mm. with bros. Oh, bros before hoes. The, the, the whole thing, uh, it occurred to me, that same thing. I mean, Joel's brother knew where he was at. He knew he was fighting tooth and nail for everything he had with Tess in that Fedra QZ. Yeah. That's where he contacted him back, and he left him hanging. I definitely understand why Joel would be full of rage right now. Right. I'd be really fucking pissed off if my sister did, didn't tell me about this great place she found. Yeah. But it's, it's also mentioned here, like, I'd right now. I'd tell out. you, Shannon. I would tell you, too, Thank Sean. You. <laughs> I, I don't think it's because he cares about the place. I think it's just because he cares because he was worried about it. Mm-hmm. He yeah. fell out of contact. It's, it's, again, the same situation why he has difficulty ex- establishing a relationship with Ellie is because the one person that he does still love, he is terrified to lose so much that he is risking everything to venture across this desolate world to 
like you you gotta think he has he, he thinks okay Tommy's a survivor but you're talking about basically an entire as half of this country that he's planning <laughs> to go look for this guy those aren't very good odds oh, I know no. that Joel's not like the brightest dr- knife in the drawer but like for sure, he's got to be smart enough to realize that there's a good chance that Tommy didn't make it, and even if he did, you're not going to find him. Yeah, I mean, what what were the odds of him finding him? Absolutely. Um, and we're going to get into something real quick here that, that speaks to like the secrecy of this. But uh, Maria explains as they walk around the town that they've been settled for about seven years. They expanded from a gated community. Um, how they uh, handled raiders infected. Tommy brags about being able to his sniping abilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I love it how Ellie asks if you can if he can teach her how to right. shoot. That's number four. <laughs> that she asks somebody to teach her how to yep. shoot. Yep. And he says, no, he can't. And I think this is a double-edged thing. It's like, number one, no, I don't want you shooting. Number two, he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt there. Um, uh, you know, Great. regarding keeping the place quiet, Maria indicates that they were remote and staying off the radio helps, which is what gets a look uh, mm-hmm. from Joel to Tommy, that, that she's keeping or, or they are keeping him right. off the radio. Um, did you want to say anything about that? I just a good game detail there that rifle on tommy's back that's the same remington 700 i believe it was from the game yeah he, sniper's choice apparently he lays down some facts about that that was completely beyond me i don't know if anyone wrote those down sub moa uh, yeah. i don't know what any of that yeah, means i did write down sub moa i have no it idea means minute <laughs> minute of arc or something like that. i guess it's a sniper term wow. um i didn't get too deep sub. into it the only thing i really know about ammunition is subsonic right okay which is a slower round um Under that uh speed of sound yeah, um, but there there's a trade-off there, right? So for for a higher velocity round, it hits something. Exp- I, I think that there's a, a better chance of penetration in some situations. Instead Stopping of versus going right through. Yeah, 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 yeah. A slower round, I don't know if this is accurate in my long shots. I know when I shot rifle in high school, which is only, I think, 50 yards of the target. I thought you were saying 50 years ago. They, I know, I thought so too. Yeah, I'm not quite that old. They use slower rounds. Uh, the normal 22 ammunition has been tamped down because the slower round will spin more and keep it more on target. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I don't remember the name of this little town. Jackson. Okay, uh, I think that uh, I could definitely say that my post-apocalyptic uh, settlement that yeah. I would I would build would be a combination of Bill's place and Jackson. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I would definitely it have like some nice... of them them you know like hardcore ass you know prepper things going on, but that we'd be partying too. It's really interesting that you say that. In fact, because one detail from the Bill and Frank episode was that Frank wanted to really badly p- plant peace lilies around town. Okay. Because that's a symbol of peace and brotherhood yeah. and friendship. Yeah, how many makes things beautiful? That was the argument that they had. There were peace lilies planted around this town. Okay. Oh, there were? Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice call. I did not see that. I didn't even know that. He's a plant geek. Plant geek. Um, I, I love this look, that, and this comes back to the communist thing, where they're basically like, you know, Maria basically says they are communist, and Tommy's like, I didn't like that. <laughs> no. And I, I think one of the things I've always kind of thought in my head in terms of the politics of, of you know, being communist or what, what have you is that locally it works very well. Mm-hmm. You know, in a small community, in a borough, maybe even in a city or state to a certain degree, once you get bigger, it no longer really works. It just does not work that way. And I think that's what she's basically saying. It's like, this is a commune. This is communism on a very local level. And I, I don't think this is really trying to make a statement one way or the other. No. I just think it's their way of saying, because it's such a small group, this can actually work. This demonstrates that you know having a commune 
such as this is a lot easier to run whenever you get to cull heavily. Like back over at uh, um, Kansas City, they were anybody that was a survivor that was uninfected was probably taken in by Fedra and abused thoroughly, but yeah. taken in. You know what I mean? They they covered all comers under that system of the 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 ticket system right they'd work for the tickets for their food rations and, yeah, right ration which is sort of capitalism but not working too yeah. great and then you have this sort of communism set up and they're trying to not say one is better than the other it just works in this situation they're both functioning on a high level of brutality you know what i mean like we said the jail doesn't get used they don't people don't get in if they look sketchy yeah but they're not implicit about that i mean mm-hmm. that, that may come back we don't know but i don't think that's made implicit here i just think they're just trying to say that in this environment that this works this also comes up when ellie mentions is like you know you know this is a little bit later on when they're on horseback and he's like that doesn't work in a big country you can't do that in a big country right on this level yes it works perfectly does joel fine. say that they're on horseback, and he says it's something about there's there's people who want everyone you know no one that to have anything. That was a good line. There's that people is that want to own everything, and then there's people who want everyone to own everything, or well, people want everyone to own everything, and people that want to own everything. Right, and he's like, it just what they have there at Jackson can't work because the country's so big. What's that, Corey? This is twenty years after the apocalypse. I just want to point out that there's nobody that doesn't look sketchy. That's not in this. <laughs> Fair place. enough, Corey. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think that you were wrong about that, but, like, I kind of feel like if you're in that community, right, like, anybody that's not in a well-protected community with new clothes and boots to hand out to people, like, everybody's going to come up looking raggedy right. and suspicious. Absolutely. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Like, every, and, and I think that there's a reasonable expectation that you should have to filter through those people and not just, like, open up the gate and let everyone in. That's exactly. My wife you, just How you get Negans? There were peace lilies in the... Um, stained glass windows in the front of Maria's house. Oh, look at that. Really minute details here. There's a lot <laughs> of shit like that in this episode, man. If you're watching, I oh, mean, I'm sure. they, they recycle and mirror things. I do watch the like Easter it. egg like videos just to see if I'm right. missing anything or anything obvious I want to point out. That was not even pointed out, though. Um, at this point, they move on from there. They, we do get our sheep. And I just like, she's like, check it out, Joel Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> I just really like that nah. part. <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah, uh, Ellie is introduced to a, a small, a small horse, <laughs> baby horse named Shimmer. Uh, the pair is offered a place to crash with heat and shower and Maria takes Ellie while Tommy and Joel have time to catch up. So at this point they do split up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do fast forward here to the, the tipsy bison, which is where we're at. Uh, <laughs> that's a cool name. It is a good name. This is a name of a place in the original game as well. Yeah, I was going to say that's from the game. Yeah, it's from the game. Uh, Joel, uh, Tommy fixes Joel a shot. Thanks Joel for giving a shit about him to come in, you know, coming out to find him. Right. Uh, small talk about getting hogs, you know, once you have bacon, what's left. <laughs> he lies about tests. Yes. He's asked, he, Tommy asks about tests and he, you know, he lies about that and shuts down, you know, basically shuts down about tests and lies about Ellie. Where you say, I'm sorry. They started off very cordial there with each other, you know, from the hug and stuff, but immediately launch into. Yeah, the old stuff comes right back. Brotherhood. Immediately. You know, know, he starts asking about, like, you know, getting to the Fireflies since Tommy was a part of the Fireflies. Mm He says they believe they have a base down in Eastern, University of Eastern Colorado. Joel asks Tommy's for help in getting her there, but Tommy declines. Um, You know, Joel reacts poorly to this because he thinks Maria's basically keeping him away from him. This is where the accusations start coming, right? Right. At yeah. which point, Tommy scrambles for a reason why he's lost touch and he can't go with Joel. 
Joel misreads the situation, thinks Tommy judges him for the judge is judging him for the things that they did in Boston. Uh, Tommy's like he doesn't judge him. They did what they had to do, but there were other options or other choices to be made. Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. I thought you were going to say something there. Yeah, every time Sean looks at me, you look at me too. I I, just... I keep hoping for him to speak up. Some of these are wonderful scenes that probably would have still stuck with my mind after a week. It was really yeah. enjoyable. I don't. No, it's not that I don't have anything there. to. That's fine. We to can... it's not that I don't have thoughts. I just don't have anything. More to add. Yeah, I don't have yeah, anything that's going to improve right. the conversation. If I do, I promise you I'll speak up. I just don't yeah. want to feel like I'm goes... trampling the conversation no, myself. No, you're fine. Um, you know, at which point, you know, Tommy scrambles to find a reason as to why he's basically been out of, you know, you know, out of contact and the reason why he doesn't want to, you know, take this mission on from Joel. And, you know, he says that he forgives him for what happened in Boston, but mm -hmm. he can't, you know, he can't do this. And then he drops the bomb that, you know, he's going to be a father. It's interesting to me that Joel thought that his brother was angry with him over the actions that they did together. I don't think that Tommy's character was meant to really have resentment for Joel over the actions that Joel feels guilty about, you know, like, like he's projecting that not. Yeah. And he says that Tommy is a follower and the fact that he'd follow his brother doesn't shock me at all. Right. But it's also like, you know, Tommy's almost like, yeah, I followed you, but you know, I did these things too. It's not, right. I'm not blame free. We did those things because those are the things we knew how to do. I think they say, you know, like there is another There were better way. ways, but we just didn't yeah, know you didn't know what they way. were. Absolutely. I think also Joel is, is projecting onto Tommy and assuming that Tommy's looking at him the same way that he's looking, he's at, looking at Tommy. No, oh. Tommy right now because he's angry at Tommy. Yeah. Right. He's not necessarily showing that right now, but he is angry. He is angry that he's been happy and healthy and had a access to communication all this time, but chose not to do it, leaving him right. fear the worst. And so I think he's projecting like, okay, you're angry at me. That's why you're doing this. It must be because you're mad at me. Ah, and then projecting yeah. that anger in reverse succession and going like, oh, okay, this is because of something that I did. You're doing this to get back at me. Right. right. Yeah. Um, you know, the news of him becoming a father does not sit well to Joel for a myriad of reasons. Uh, you know, Tommy looks to his little brother for support, but none can be found. Um, he says he feels like that he'd be a good dad, to which Joel responds, I guess we'll find out. What a detail there, man. Whenever, not only did um, that kick in the teeth, me and my wife both audibly gasped and kind of looked at each other like, <gasps> did he really just do that? And, yeah. and it wasn't so insulting. It was just the way he delivered it. And you watch his chin kick out a little Tommy, bit. Tommy clocks that. He's like, wait a minute. Yeah, you the can see you he mean? picked up on that detail. Yeah. I do that. Whenever I'm looking at some, if I'm watching someone head towards a reasonable disaster that they're not going to listen to me on anyway, I'll do the same thing. It's like, yeah. sure, go ahead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like that he's just like, should I be insulted? But yeah, I should be fucking insulted. Yeah, by that. there's a pause there. <laughs> well, what's my favorite way of talking about those? A pregnant pause. Oh, there uh, <laughs> drink, drink, drink. I, I think, you know, let's see if I, I've had a few more drinks than everybody else. I think. Um, I, I think in that situation, Joel's got this big brother complex. And, like, I think that's a lot of the, I got to keep him safe. I got to keep him safe. He's the last one that I care about. Mm -hmm. So you've got that attachment. And then I, I, I imagine that you must feel like in Joel's head, there's only, the only option that he can see is if you think that you can be a father and a good father and keep this kid safe, 
that means you think you're better than me and judge me for what happened to my daughter. Right. Right? Like, it's either there's nothing that you can do to protect them, in which case you shouldn't be having a kid, or if you think there's any chance in the world that you can have this kid be safe and brought up well, then you're saying that it was my fault. Yeah, he, he's been riding the uh, the loss of Sarah as like almost like this. I don't want to say taking pride in it, but th- th- this is his badge that he wants to wear, and this is no his one else. Poor shame that he yeah, refuses. No to one else go. can wear the badge of being a father. It's me, right? Because I've lost something, and that's very much present. Jealous of Tommy's opportunity here too. Absolutely. I mean, this is the well, the thing that he, in his mind, failed at doing. Yeah. Which is ironic because he has that opportunity right now and he's doing everything he can to get out of it, right? Yeah. I love that he's reaching so hard to try to get a hold of Tommy. That was the person he protected before he got Ellie, before he had Tess. And I got to wonder if Tommy's wandering off on his own was some internal desire to escape that leader. You know what I mean? To break off from the life that Joel was leading. Yes, he's a joiner, we're told. You know, he's the kind of guy that will join a cause like the Fireflies, but... Whenever Joel didn't join the Fireflies and Tommy did, I wonder if there was some active escape there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to follow this anymore. I want to choose a different path. Right. Um, we do wrap up here when Tommy takes that opportunity to tell Joel that just because you know you know life stopped for you doesn't mean you have to stop for him. That's kind of a kind of a kick to the kick to the groin there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Joel storms out at that point, feeling anger and possibly a little bit of the alcohol he's been drinking because you have to imagine he hasn't had all that much. Right. Um, he takes to the street and starts and to. There's ha- a communist Christmas going on. A communist there. Christmas. <laughs> Is that a thing? No. It wasn't this show. It, it seems contradictory. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. You're not allowed to that's celebrate why I said, hey, and, 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 and that's why, why I wore my Christmas pajamas or at least tonight. Uh, Russian <laughs> communism. You weren't allowed to practice religion. Um, Joel does begin to have what is, again, another panic attack. Um, his attention turns to a young woman in the square that from behind reminds him very much of Sarah. It's actually, when I first saw it, it didn't really catch it. I'm like, oh, geez. And then if that's not enough, the woman is attending to a child, which would probably be about the same age if Sarah had had children. And you could just... Joel is sitting this there... This crushes me, dude. He's sitting there looking at an alternate reality. Yes. He's looking at what he Could've feels been. like he wanted... You know what I mean? Like he's sitting there staring at it. And that hair, immediately when you saw it, you know where he's going to be thinking. Because Nico had the, the actress Nico. What was her last name? I don't remember her name. I'm sorry. That's a cool Sarah. fucking name, dude. Nico, yeah. We had a cat named Nico. We sure did. Yeah, it was a cool cat. He was actually kind of a little asshole. To be I honest. want a pet name. He would leave dead animals in the weirdest places. <laughs> I'm getting a little off topic. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that scene, you know, where, you know, Joel's obviously thinking about everything and all at once at the same time. Uh, we move on to what is basically a repurposed home. Uh, Ellie emerges from the shower, which was once a, uh, into another, another girl's room, you know, 20 years ago that was abandoned. On the bed is a new set of clothes, including her iconic hoodie from the game mm-hmm. and her possibly less iconic diva cup, <laughs> which is not seen in the game. In. No, but they're... <laughs> Pointing out reality here. I mean, there's so many shows that just ignore that part of a woman's life. Altogether. That's twice now they've brought it up. Yeah. I mean, it's three months later. I imagine the tampons are running. Those will probably run out. Yeah. It's like, this is a perfect timing. <laughs> um, also, on the bed, there is a, what looks to be uh, a handmade paper saying, I'm across the street, which I believe is, ends up being from Maria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, after she does get dressed, she heads over to Tommy and Maria's place. Above the fireplace, there's a makeshift like memorial naming the names of Kevin. 
uh, from 4-3-2000 uh, to 9-29-03. Three years old. And then Sarah's death date is on 9-27, so they're basically within three days of each other. The uh, the Just on that date, the guy who runs the primary podcast, whose name totally escapes me, not... Troy Baker. Troy Baker. He thought he caught uh, Mason on a mistake there, or Druckmann on a mistake there, because he... The date, you know, that that's one day later, and he came back with it was after midnight. <laughs> Just like that, slammed it down. No, the date's not wrong. Oh, the date of her death. Right. Yeah, because one day after the birthday. Right. Yeah, yeah. Technically, it was after midnight at that point. Um, Maria turns back with a, uh, a super fucking purple coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and, and plant. <laughs> and asks who's been cutting her hair, to which she replies, world-class salons. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's what you get in the apocalypse. Uh, Maria gives Ellie a haircut and gives her some backstory as to you know what her story is. She was an assistant DA in Omaha, Nebraska. She had one kid because uh, you know Ellie asks about you know sorry about your your children, and she's like you know you know one kid Kevin was mine, and this is where the first shoe drops that you know Sarah Ellie learns of Sarah. Yeah, learns of Sarah. Uh, that's Joel's daughter, which he's like, that does explain a bit. I think it explains a lot, mm-hmm. right? Not, not necessarily a bit. Maria's putting that professional uh, social skills from full display here, taking Jolie for a, Joel for, uh, Ellie for a haircut. Grooming's <laughs> very important. You know what I mean? You want to get somebody to talk to you. If you can do an activity with them, touching their hair, that kind of thing. These are what gorillas do. Like, it works all the way up to us, you know, human beings. We just like to be involved. She wants to pry information from Jelly. Jesus, Sean, how much have you had? I just want to say, if I still had hair, I would want to get my hair cut by a gorilla. That sounds awesome. I didn't even know they could do that shit. I can cut your hair. You're pretty close. close. You're more of a bear. No, I'm a gorilla. What about Jelly? Dude, don't don't feel bad because you were doing it back and forth before, and I was thinking, oh, Jolie. And then you just jumped to Jelly. Jelly. Cotton candy, sweet and low. No, yeah, she's trying to get information out of her. Is my point, you know, and she's doing all the things she needs to do to get close and make that. Yeah, I I think she's concerned because I mean, right? I saw more concern than actual interrogation, but I don't think that it it could be a double edged discovery. Sure. Yeah, like, do you know who you're getting involved with Mm -hmm. here? You know, Maria and Ellie discuss Tommy and Joel sorted past killing people. Maria tries to to push this off, saying that you know he was just following Joel, which is kind of a little bit bullshitty because like all of her information comes from Tommy. Mm-hmm. So Tommy could be saying anything. We don't have the other side of that story. Ellie claps back saying, well, maybe I'm smarter than Tommy, which I just, I, I just really love that. Like she's in a full you, on you would be fight a great mode attorney. right yeah. now. I mean, she's <laughs> trying to do everything she can to say, don't say bad things about Joel. Don't even go down that road. Don't yeah. start. I'm going to shut you down. Yeah. She's you like, know? if you're going to talk shit on Joel or on Joel, I'm going to talk shit on Tommy. Clapping like, I don't right, know who the hell he is. Right back at her hosts. Yep. I mean, yeah, she does not pull back. No. You know, uh, you know, Maria even seems to respect this uh, Ellie's mm-hmm. candor and her ability to keep secrets, but warn her, warns her, be careful who you put your faith in. They're the only ones who can betray you. What a great <laughs> way to introduce her point there. You yep. know, whenever she says you're keeping things for me, that's exactly the point. You know? Yeah, she's like almost proud, like good. Right. You keep you, you know you keep your secrets, and she's like, now grab your super eggplant fucking coat. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the movies, and this is where we get to learn that there's movies. Yay! It's just like you get, there's some entertainment In outside every- of just hanging outside and, and doing things like that. And Ellie didn't appear to be like in awe or anything of this movie. So it didn't seem to me that this was new to her, that she'd never seen a movie. Although I kind of would, would have been, I would have believed that 
Yeah. Her um, reaction is a little subdued. Yeah, you think. she's like, whatever. Well, they <laughs> might have had them over at the Fedra yeah. camp. This movie. It's just, I love how in a, just about every you know long-running post-apocalyptic world, the theater always shows up as a symbol of civilization. You know what I mean? It's like like with uh, Frank and Bill. You know, These guys were looking beyond just surviving. They wanted to see beauty, and they wanted to see art, or at least Frank did. These people here, they don't need to just collect food all day long. They can invest some energy into putting on a yeah. show. And there is some recreation to be had. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just TV, and it? It's just, you know, they don't, they don't, can't broadcast anymore. So it's just yeah. TV. There you go. Yeah, it's a big TV. Big I do want to point out, yeah. uh, we, we kind of shied away from this. I'm going to do the thing I do. I'm going to bring something back for no reason. Bring it back. Other than to be awkward because I think it's funny. I love but that this. conversation between Ellie and what was her name? Maria. Maria. And she's talking about, you guys are talking about the importance of secrets and shit. I'm just thinking, man, if this was the 90s, that would be the part where they cut to the promotional thing. With, Secret, strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. <laughs> Integrated ads. And I 90s. have to get it out of my brain. That's yep. all. You're welcome. Sorry. Thank you, Corey. I told you it was going to be bad. I really, you know, I just can't help. Product placement is everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tampax or Doritos, you got to have it in there. By the way, none I of these people are paying Diva us. Cup. Not a dime. <laughs> but if you want to. It's going all the way back to the Diva Cup. Camperitos. <laughs> um, uh, back in the hall that they were actually having dinner in, it's been turned into a makeshift theater. The audience is watching the movie, The Goodbye Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this basically this movie does mimic the themes of of the show basically it revolves around a woman who's abandoned by her lover uh she meets someone new and begins to question whether or not they will leave her too it's very much apropos I'm not of this f- familiar with this movie the, the the it was important to the director and he said exactly what you said they yeah. chose it because and that's where i got it from i, I was not yeah. aware of this. i have not seen it i watched the trailer yeah everyone else pointed out it was richard dreyfus i'm like some somebody thought it was jaws i'm jaws. like no, that's not jaws <laughs> <laughs> Um, as Ellie looks around the room, she sees Tommy and Maria talking, and soon Tommy heads off. Um, Tommy meets up with Joel, um, who is in a workshop trying to mend his busted boots. Tommy saves the day by gifting his brother a new pair. Uh, while the boots no, non- not, no longer need mending, obviously their relationship does. They start talking you know, over things. Tommy apologizes to Joel for kind of like snapping at him, uh, recognizing how hard it has been on him, uh, you know, Joel asks more questions regarding the trip to Colorado. Tommy instantly realizes that there is more to this story and asks Joel to tell him the story from the beginning, mm-hmm. at which point we basically get the whole layout of, you know, what we've come to know as this story. You know, he seems to untrust it at first, and he's just like, dude, I saw her get bit, and it's just been months since, since anything. Um, this is where the, uh, the sound, of the, you know, the clip at the front of our show, uh, you know, basically has Joel just, you know, just, lay, just laying it all out there. And just Joel's... So before Walls. he starts doing that, was anybody in a panic? That It seemed to me that Tommy was almost kind of moving toward the door, and I was, no, no, don't go, yeah, don't go rat that. him out. And then finally um, he did sit down and say, okay, yeah. from the beginning. Well, he gives that look, just like, just like Ellie gave when she found out that Sam was infected. She looks towards the door, like, uh-huh. do I say something? Do I? Right, what do I do? How like, do I handle you're this? You're so used to, like, someone's infected, I have to act. So mm-hmm. when he says that, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He he looks towards and the I'm door. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't catch Stay. that. That's a brilliant detail. Stay a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, Wait, let me just slow down. This conversation needs some reverence here. That's what I'm about to Pedro, go into. Absolutely. Go ahead, please. No, no, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Pedro Pascal gets to act. I mean, he not yeah. only does the character get written to his walls come crashing down, like I've said before, you get to see a lot of the inside references, like. You get to see what he's thinking about, not just what he's trying to show the world. And Pedro Pascal's sold it. 
like a fucking champion, man. Yeah. I, I felt that pain. I felt that fear. He, you know, his eyes. You, he you just get that does so much with his eyes. You get that show don't tell in this area. It's like you're like I'm just going to go ahead and show you what this is doing to me, rather right. than yeah, you know, rather than just you having to assume what this is doing to me. I really like that, absolutely. And he recanted every failure and laid them all on the table. The ones that he because it, it's funny to, he doesn't talk about all the times he saved Ellie's life. He doesn't mention all the times that he's done the right thing. None of that matters to him. He's thinking about the yeah, moments where he failed. You can have a thousand successes, but you're you're going to you know just dwell on the failures that you've had he just does not any longer think he's good enough well he's every day thinking more and more about the failure that he hasn't thought about or tried not to think about for 20 years yes right every day that he looks at ellie yes he has to think about that failure with sarah and that is i would say very clearly what's haunting his dreams and What's causing that anxiety is the fear of the more he cares about this girl, the more he's worried about repeating that failure. And from we, you guys talked a little bit about panic attacks and anxiety a little bit earlier. For me, my personal experience with it, and I did have a, a, a period in my life where that was pretty prevalent in my psych, psychiatry. It, it's, it's like quicksand. Yeah. Right. As soon as you let yourself, your mind drift to that traumatic thing, your body reacts to it. And as soon as your body starts to tense up, then your mind starts to think about your body and gets more nervous. It is a snowball effect. And I thought that you want to talk about the acting. I thought that he very perfectly illustrated what that feels like as you see him transition from just something's a little bit wrong to him holding onto a fence post and wondering if he might be having a heart attack or going down kind of somewhere in his head. For Um, for me, whenever I was going through those kind of stresses in life, I would um, just like Joel did in these situations. Like, I love that you brought that back. You'd start to feel it, you know, you'd start some focus your details somewhere else. You find something like a job or something else to do, and that's the only way you kind of just snap out of it. You just push it away. And every time Joel's had a panic attack thus far, first it was Ellie that snapped him out of it. Then it was that woman with her child. Like, he's starting to flux into it, and then, bang, he snapped out of it. The dog, you you hear the sound kind of go off, that whistle where he's starting to have it, but the laughter kicks in. You know, every time he starts to look like he's going to collapse, he snaps back. And Tommy, though, whenever he's having this conversation with him, there's no snapping back. And the panic, even though it's not a, an attack, is very apparent yeah, on he's, his face. Yeah, he's letting it all out there. He's like, this is, yeah. this is what's been causing these issues, you know, going, in the, you know, these episodes he's been having. Not only that, but do you guys feel like, I feel like this is super significant in a way that they don't straight up tell you. But I feel like this is as, um, as open and um, vulnerable vulnerable as he's ever allowed himself yeah. to be with Tommy. And you never see this in the game. Because Tom, like he's, he's the older brother, right? So Sarah's gone. He, he's tasked himself with to, pro, to protect his brother. Yeah. He's gone the whole way across the country to do it. 
And I don't think that Joel's the kind of man that ever shows that weakness to Tommy because he feels like he has to be strong for the little brother. So in my mind, the way that this scene is painted, this is the first time that he's ever allowed himself yeah. to break down in front of his brother. He, he, right before this, yeah, you know, I think it was notable. You pointed out it's Tommy that comes back and apologizes. It's not Joel. Just like Corey was saying, the big yeah. brother has to put that, that facade of steel on, yeah. you know? I, I think Joel is just constantly martyring himself. He wants to be the reason for things to be, to, to be the way they are. And it's like, he's like, he's going to take the res- every responsibility on his back. And then he gets the credit. And of course he gets the blame for everything. And I just think that's just in his nature to do. He might get the credit, but I don't think he takes it. You know? Yeah. I mean, and now this is him saying, you know, I've taken all this on and this is the price I'm paying. Do we know um, the age difference? Via the game or the show uh, between Tommy no, and No, we know in the show we do. We actually do. Uh, oh, we do. Tommy is, uh, I believe, 10 years younger. Dole is 56. Tommy is 46. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. I, 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 I had a feeling it was going to be a significant age gap. Yeah. Which would put him in a protective role, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's like, you know, 15 and he's five, absolutely. You I can definitely confirm see that. that when you're done there, Kyle? Um, during this scene, you know, Ellie's seen out looking. She, you know, she looks back and notices that Tommy left, and you get the impression that she's just looking for, for anything. Uh, you know, this is d- during the entire explanation where Joel's, like, basically trying to convince Tommy to take Ellie off of his hands. This conversation very much does take place in the original game as well. Um, it happens a lot quicker in the original game, but it is very much you know, the same kind of thing. It plays out differently from this point forward, but the conversations that, that um, you know, happen in this next scene happen in the video game pretty much verbatim except for, like, one little one little um, phrase. Those polygons cannot express what Pedro Pascal did with his eyes. Man. Yeah. That was great. But I have scene. to say, you know, especially when they redid the game, and they, so the original game, they did motion capture for the acting, but they didn't do any facial capture. Mm-hmm. So all the facial animations were done by hand. And while they did a really good job in the game... For the time. For the time. It's 2013. I mean, after that, they started doing full body and facial capture where you can capture all the emotions so that the actors playing the parts can really act. So who really gets the credit is these animators who animate these faces without any reference points other than film. They have their... They have the cameras on them so they can see what it looks like and they can animate it. But when they redid the game, I think they were able to take some of that original footage and give the actual when characters. they remastered it they yeah, fixed I, up I, the faces I, I think because you know, there's a lot more emotion in there and especially in part okay. two where they did have facial capture it gets more and more amazing they get closer up right because they have a camera with all the dots on the face and they can capture all the subtle movements of the cheeks eyes everything they can track it all which gives the actors not only the body ability to act but also facially act which is really important which turns them more into actors which they are um, Craig Mazin praised him on this scene, but he also wanted to point out that this scene in itself stands alone as pointing out that these are two different Joels. These are two different universes. Yes. These are not the same person. Of course. Yeah. Um, Joel returns home <laughs> to talk to Ellie. Ellie is reading an old diary asking if this is all girls had to think about, whether it's boys or clothes, and how bizarre that is. Um, you know, Ellie points out, you know, pointedly asks Joel why he's still there. So I even went back to watch the scene with Tommy and Joel to see if I could see her somehow in the background. I mean, how was she there to hear 
Oh, I think it's just implied that, you know, she somehow wandered upon yeah. that. I, I I honestly don't know. But they were I, in a building. She was supposedly at the, yeah. actually at the movies where Tommy was at the movies. She was there. He left. Maybe yeah. she followed Tommy. It's left. But how am- would she do that without Maria knowing? Yeah. It's left ambiguous in yeah, the very actual. Very ambiguous. <laughs> well, it's left ambiguous in the game too. Oh. I, I don't think it's made clear how Ellie finds out that they had this conversation. Um, the showrunner pointed out in this scene that um, it was very apparent that Joel could have gone to the theater and watched the movie with Ellie if he so chose, but he did what a man does when he feels like his pride has been hurt or he's in a bad place. He isolated himself. And then I believe Tommy's the one who approached him for this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, And also, Ellie clocks that, you know, she sees Tommy and Maria talking and mm-hmm. sees Tommy wander off. And this whole time... Right when they go their separate ways to have their conversations, this is a few scenes back, she's like, Joel, like, he's like, Maria will take care of you, like, you know, sends her away. So she hasn't been around Joel for most of the day. If she broke away from that movie, though, and it was able to, do you have something to say? Yeah, Kyle said that they snap a shot back to Maria, who's looking at Ellie's chair empty in the theater. Oh, I did not catch that. That Yeah. Well, they also show a scene of her wandering around outside. Mm -hmm. We just don't know at what point she happens upon them, if Mm -hmm. she knows where they're at, if she tracked them down. Who knows? With as much thought I put into this, I apparently missed a lot of details. No, it's okay. But I I asked the question, too, like, when did she hear this? Because, you know, they have this conversation up in the bedroom, uh, you know, you know, making it clear that she overheard some, if not all, of Tommy's and, and Joel's conversation. And then, of course, what follows here is basically word for word saying that, you know, going with Tommy's for her own good, but she doesn't, you know, she doesn't want to hear that. She's just like, you know, just wants to know if he, if he gives a shit about her. He tries to say that he does, um, you know, and this is the point where she, the other, other shoe drops, if you will, where she's like, I'm not her, you know. Right. <laughs> and that that reaction that he gives is like don't just just don't and in the game i actually like the line they didn't use it here and they, i guess it was some creative decisions he says you're treading on some mighty thin ice like don't go there and they they mentioned not using that line for a reason but i, I wasn't clear as to what the reason was but i actually kind of missed that line in the game um you know you know they go back and forth that what she points is points out is like you know if you're going to leave leave um, saying, uh, what's the line she uses? Uh, sorry, fill in for me here if anyone wants to jump in. Is, is there anything else you want to say about this scene while I'm looking for this line? It was an interesting scene. It was really good back and forth. I, uh, the I'm not her, and whenever Joel mm-hmm. says don't, um, Joel's not a hulk of a man, but his abilities and knowing what he can do to a human being, I'm, I'm a large, relatively self-confident, physically capable man. I would have backed off. Yeah. Ellie stepped into it. Yeah. She, she, she leaned into it and you know, well, I mean, you got, she's got plot armor, bro. She's immune. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In in more ways than one. And, and you know, she, she throws out there and this is the thing I was waiting for. She's like, don't say I'd be safer with someone because the truth is I'd just be more scared. Mm. And her delivery and Ashley Johnson's delivery of that line in the game, just that just always, there's that little hint of like almost breaking that she, she puts that out there. And then he rebukes her by just saying, you know what? You're right. You're not my daughter and I'm not, certainly not your dad. And it's just this crushing. when they close out of that scene, you're just like, she reached out. He's, he basically pushed her away. 
Um, Joel put a knife in it. The line was, you ain't my daughter, and I sure as hell ain't your daddy, and come morning, we are going to go our separate ways. And this right. relationship, it, it seems to have this two steps forward, one step back kind of a pattern where yes. they get closer and closer to having that kind of a bond, and then something comes up that, um, you know, but I do think that it is progressing. It's still moving forward, just with its its challenges. Right. Um, you know, they part ways after that scene and, you know, Tommy gathers, you know, the next day Tommy comes up to the room and gathers her up the two heads of the stables. Uh, Joel was there uh, preparing a horse. He, I guess he was going to steal the horse. And he, Tommy's like, we would have given you one. Yeah. Um, he says he'd been sitting there for like, you know, 30 minutes and it says that he says that she deserves a choice. And you know, she chooses Joel. <laughs> yeah. Almost instantly. He's like, I think you'll be safe with Tommy. But before she could, before he could even done. finish the word Tommy, she's like, boom. Let's go. <laughs> one, one of the yeah, go on, go honey. Go. One of the perks of a communist society: you don't have to steal shit. You can't. Okay. <laughs> what, what I found a little bit flimsy about this entire scene, and, and back me, or I'm sorry, correct me rather, if if you see there's a little bit more backing to it, this that Tommy is at this point committed to taking her. Yeah. He's probably cleared it with Maria. Either that, or he was sneaking out and already had that in mind. I don't know what the dynamic was there. So he was going to go. So now that Joel's going, why wouldn't he then still go as a number two when Joel is clearly concerned? Yeah. So it seems to me that then Tommy should be well more on board with just saying, okay, why don't we go together? Let's do it together, which was what Joel wanted to originally do at the well, very early conversations. Yeah, I, of this. I, I think Tommy would have accepted any way out of this. He didn't want to go in the first place, and he certainly didn't want to have to deal with, with his wife. At least, you know, we don't know what he told Maria. And the Maria I know from the video game is not much different from this. It's like, I wouldn't want to, you know, if I could find a way out of this and not piss off Maria, I would definitely take that tag. Sure, sure, you can have my gun. Take it, take it. (laughs) Well, there's two things that, so from Tommy's side of things, right? Like, you got to think, every time he walks out of that settlement, there's a chance he might not come back. Exactly. And he has that reason to not want to leave now because his woman is expecting a child and like that make you know what it's but like if, to be that if he had committed nervous. to doing it by himself you would think that then um that uh, joel would have tried to convince him a little bit more on coming uh, yeah. along yeah well here's the thing i think joel that was my other side of that coin mm-hmm. is joel right now is not giving her over to tommy just because he thinks tommy is the better person for the job He's also doing it out of self-deprecation because yeah. he thinks he's so depressed and, and, and anxious and dealing with his panic attacks and shit that he has convinced himself that he will get her killed because of yeah. what had happened in the past. So in his mind, not only is he not up to it, he feels like if he goes, maybe maybe he doesn't think that that it's he's going to necessarily get her killed. But he will absolutely blame himself. You know what I mean? If it does, and I don't think he's capable of even giving himself the possibility of repeating that in this moment. Well, then I suppose I was just disappointed that Tommy didn't come along. I thought we were picking up a hitchhiker on this episode. I I also think that it's like, you know, you know, he gives him that out just so that he's like, you know, you didn't want to do this in the first place. (laughs) And it's like, now I'm making you. And he doesn't want to be responsible for yet another person. He's been responsible for Tommy for a long time, and he's just like, you know what? I'm basically relieving you of this thing 
and I have to do this on my own. So yeah, I, I think a lot of it's that, you know, you know, as he's leaving, they do give a hug. He does say that he'll have a, a, a place in Jackson if he ever wants to come back. He it's always open to him. Borrows uh, the rifle. Yeah, he's like, he's like, can I borrow that rifle? He's like, yeah, he's like, because Maria you know, took Mar- mine. He's like, I already said yes, <laughs> I already Joel. Said yes, <laughs> I just love that line. It's yeah. just, it's just the sweetest thing. He's like, I'm, you don't have to justify, dude. It's already yours. We're communists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Later on, I want to explain to you how communism works. No, I, I'm being facetious, bro. <laughs> like, I am aware that that's not how communist works in the real world. But, like, I, I, I am... I, it's moving exaggeration yeah, for moving humor. On. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be funny, too. They, oh, okay. Didn't show. They do head out from Jackson. Uh, and we cut, basically, to uh, a target practice. Where and I we, have something to say about this. We find out that Ellie is a terrible shot. Uh, Joel tries to teach her how to, teach her how to shoot. And instructing her how to how to hold the gun, and Ellie says, "Are you going to get it pregnant? Or are you going to shoot?" Right. <laughs> there were five times in this episode where, again, and I know I've said this before, no, you're fine. That she had asked to be taught how to hunt, shoot, etc. And so, even whistle, I think, at one point. But if you recall from the last, <laughs> I'm sorry for some reason in my head that just tickled me. Those are the big three: hunting, shooting, and whistling. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last episode, right before. The beginning of the craziness with the walk, with, no, no, excuse me, the infected Oops. and the um, the other people from the the KC, QZ, whatever. The revolutionaries. Uh, right, there you go. <clears throat> right before that happened, she was explaining to um, Sam's brother, whose name Henry. is Henry, thank you. <laughs> How it's okay if you just keep asking him, just ask him, ask him. And he keeps saying, no, no, Ellie, no, Ellie, until finally you wear him. And then, boom, shit starts to happen, yep. right? But but she's right. It felt, followed that same that same exact narrative there as far as asking and asking and asking until finally Joel, Joel capitulates. Down. Yeah. In the game, she's the same way. She's absolutely relentless with Joel. She's been fearless in the face of this man. I love the scene because I like that they resisted the urge to put the bullet in the O. They went for dead center target in the H. I think any corny asshole would have put that right in the O. And the smile he gave whenever he looks up, you know, it's like every, you know, your your dad does magical shit. You know what I mean? Like, might be the biggest jerk in the world, but for some reason he can just do magical shit. You know what I mean? She's like, you dick. That's the second time she says that. Yeah, second time she says that. Um, You know, they continue on on horseback, and this is where we get a little bit more conversation between Joel and Ellie, uh, saying that, uh, you know, this is where the whole thing about, you know, some people, you know, wanted to have everything. Other people thought they shouldn't have anything at all or whatever the, whatever the actual conversation is there. And then she's like, what about you? He's like, I just did what I need to do to get by, and that he was a contractor, mm-hmm. and that everyone loves contractors. Everybody loves contractors. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that, because if you have a good contractor, that's absolutely right. <laughs> but you don't. But you don't always get, you never get that. It's so rare. God damn it. If they just return a phone call. Um, um, you know, you know, they discuss football as well. Um, you know, basically they're just having just normal conversations here. Uh, you know, uh, they make really good time. They do finally get to the the school, the, the, the university, uh, you know. Big horns. What is it? Home of the big Excuse me, home of the big horns. Kind of like big sheep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See the um, reference, the callback? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they said they made sheep it in five days, horns. and they were actually easy days. I don't know what Tommy was afraid of, and Joel says there's still still time to find right. out. And she's like, the contractor. <laughs> <laughs> I love that kid. I, I love it, yeah. Oh, um, 
they also discuss, you know, he, he goes back to the question of what do you want to do? And he's like, maybe, maybe not, maybe not be a sheep rancher, but he always wanted to be a singer. Yeah. This is something from the game where, you know, basically it's conversation of like, you got to sing for me. <laughs> Does he ever sing? Um, you'll have to find out. Oh, <laughs> I liked his reaction. I thought it was really genuine. Uh, she laughed at him and he immediately shut down. Like, if you're going to sit there and be sarcastic about my dream, then I'm not going to share it. So, because eh. <laughs> that's exactly, you know, I mean, how people react when someone just shits on what you're doing. <laughs> and um, as they ride into the, uh, the, the quad, if you will, uh, for the college here or university, they do see some, some wi- wild monkeys. I guess they, wild probably, monkeys. they probably weren't wild well, at first. Well, it's a good thing that monkeys aren't the ones that the spread vectors. the. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to go back and rewatch the game this time, but were the monkeys infected in the game? No, we never get the impression the monkeys are infected. They're just oh wait, there. there's monkeys in the game too. These yes. same monkeys. Oh, you see, you that's gonna remember. Really I did not play this game, of course. so every time you say something was in the game, I'm like, oh really? <laughs> yep, absolutely. They're in the game. In fact, the whole scene where they're you know they head into they basically see a sign that directs them towards where the fireflies at least were. Uh, as they search the building, they quickly realize that once again, this place appears to be abandoned. They hear a noise and go to investigate. They don't find doctors or infected, but just more monkeys. This exact scene, it's a very much a jump scare in the game where they open that mm-hmm. door. Oh, okay. And they're like, it's like, you know, I guess they did so much experimenting, they just fucking turned into monkeys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they did find a packing list, which I thought was interesting that he had to explain to her what a packing list was. Yeah. Right. That was more for us, I think. Yeah. Well, she, like, this what? is the first trip she's ever been on. No, I didn't. <laughs> I picked up why, but it was just, it was, it was a nice little detail. So uh, I'm kind of glad that you went through the references to the game because yeah. I, I remember so little except for the overall arc and how much I enjoyed it that I, I couldn't recall if, if this is, I, in my mind, I'm thinking like, Wait, are we at the end? This can't be the end, I don't think. It doesn't feel quite like we've gotten, you know, we there's not two episodes left or whatever, three episodes, whatever it is, worth of time in this location that I'm thinking it might be. I kept so, thinking the opposite. I know, I know there's a lot to cover, and I know what's going to happen in next week's episode. I see. And I'm like, I hope they have time. Obviously, they do. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, their pacing's good, and they, they aren't afraid to take a little bit more time with an episode if they want to, yeah, right? Like, if you last time, need to... An hour and 45 minutes on each of the next two or two hours, like, I, I feel confident that they'll do that. But I, my problem was I couldn't remember when we got to, through this building yeah. if this is what happened. The, the university well. scene from the game is quite a bit longer, mainly because you're fighting. You are fighting infected. There are infected, and there are actual humans in this area in the game that you have to fight off to get out of this area. They do kind of shorten this a bit, um, and, you know... You know, after they... (laughs) That's a good sound, actually, because they point out whenever they bust in on the monkeys, at least it's not... Yeah, at least it's not not, infected. At least it's not clickers, they say. Yeah, at least it's not clickers. And in this scene in the video game, I was trying to figure out where I got the infected monkey concept. What the fuck uh, is going on? I'm not sure, but that comes from the voice <laughs> recorders job. that you're collecting from the lab techs. Yeah. So they were using these monkeys for experimentation with the cordyceps virus yeah. or fun- fungus. In the game, there is a lot of like backstory and exposition that you can find in voice recorders later on by the doctors and, and the people who are working there. So, I mean, there's a lot of that. And then, you know, there's a lot more of a scuffle and, inter, you know, interaction with infected and other people than happens here. They do find a map indicating that they might have gone to Salt Lake City. Um, they do look out the door and there are, you know, people wandering around outside, at which point they decide they got to get the hell out of there. Um, it's at this point that they try to get back to the horse and get surprised by someone who tries to attack him with a bat. 
takes a few swings. Ellie's trying to keep her gun trained on this guy. Can't get a good shot off. Joel does the classic video game, snap the neck, but he turns around. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. That was a great game callback, too. You yeah. do that quite a bit in the game. Yeah, yeah. stealth kills. Right. Um, and then it, he turns around to find that the broken bat that the guy had ended up lodged just in the worst place you could fucking get a bat. Right there. <laughs> right, in his, right in his gut. Well, now, I mean, uh, any this, place. This kind of mimics yeah. this scene. Now, in the game, this plays out. They go through a big battle. There's a, they're on that second, almost when they come in that lobby and they're on that second floor, they, there's an interaction up there where they get into a fight and Joel goes over the railing and falls basically right on a piece of rebar. Okay, but Tess is still there at that point. No, no, this no, is this is gone. This is way later in the game. This is exactly where, 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 where it should we're be. at. Okay, yeah. where we're at. Okay, I'm sorry. I guess I flashed back to the hotel lobby. I'm sorry. No. You said lobby. I, that's where I went. No, okay, when, it, when they come in the lobby of this university uh, okay. area, okay, um, it has that kind of like second floor with like the glass railings. There's a scene like that in the game where they the the raiders come in and they interact with them in the actual facility. He pushes Joel over the edge where Joel falls basically on rebar, goes right through him, which I think in reality would just murder you. Yeah, right. sure. Mm. And the drop itself would cause a lot of damage. And then there's a whole scene of Ellie just trying to get Joel the hell out of the hospital. Right. Not the hospital, I'm sorry. The, um, the university. University that goes on a lot longer. But it still winds up in the same place where they end up, you know, gets him on the horse and they get out of there. And, you know, I do like that she lays cover fire down. It actually works this time. <laughs> they don't continue to chase because she's shooting behind them. Right. Um, once they think that they're clear, you know, Joel's, you know, body is just giving up on him. And I tell you what, when he fell off that horse, I thought he was like, if he hits those rails, <laughs> he's yeah. going to break every bone in his, in his body. The uh, the showrunners pointed out the change there was in, was intentional, and I liked it because in the game, when you fall on rebar, that, that tone, like he said, is right for a world where you can heal bullets with bandages and keep walking along. But whenever you're in a world where, like, you can skin your knee and actually get hurt, a stab to the side is much more devastating. Yeah. And one of the other YouTubers pointed out, uh, you know, Corey, I, this is, was, I thought of Corey when I heard it. Uh, you made that Jesus reference in the first or second episode. I can't remember which. It sounds um, like something I would do. Joel took that <laughs> shot <laughs> in the side like a Jesus figure, Mike. Oh, okay. Stabbed in the side. You know. Okay, there you go. Oh, symbolism. Right before they, I did pull back on this, is that, you know, he pulls that thing out, which is everyone says that's like the worst thing to do. And, oh, you yeah. Know, he does the Stewie. Do I take it out or leave it in? Do I take it out or leave it in? You right. leave it in. And then when he falls off that horse, you know, uh, Ellie comes down off the horse and tries to, you know, you know, Joel, like, you know, basically wake him up. You know, we don't know what's going on. Uh, we get that slow pan back, and you're like left wondering what happens. Of course, Game of Thrones rules say that you know if <laughs> if it doesn't happen on camera, it doesn't happen. But we are left wondering as to what happens. We're also played out. I don't know if anyone picked up on this. I did not pick up on this. That the song that's being played, the Depeche Mode song. It's a cover. Yes, I wrote. It's that a cover. Down. Did you know who did the cover? I did not. I did not. Jessica Mazin, <laughs> Craig, Craig Mazin's daughter. Right. Oh, okay. It's it was it was beautiful because yeah. I already decided I really liked that song, and then this cover. I think I might even. Like it's it's funny because <laughs> the original song, as it plays, I went to, I went to compare them yesterday, and I play it, and because I lo- I like Depeche Mode, but I'm just not a big fan. But I never heard that song. But now because it's in the game, it's linked with that. Yeah. As soon as I hear that opening thing play, I'm like, it just gives me these chills. I'm oh, like, I oh love, yeah, it's like it. the start of this adventure that we're going to get. Depeche Mode's yeah. version to me seemed horribly tone deaf. I was never a fan. So it did just, you like the this covered version? I did. I, I did. Feel I feel like they I liked hit better. the yeah. tone of the song much better. This I like is about them both. loss, you know, or about concern, worry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like them both, but I did. I do think that for once, I prefer a cover over an original. Yeah. Um, you know, 
you know, at this point we do pan back and we end the episode. So what did you guys overall think of this episode? Where do you think we're going to be heading here? What's, what's your opinions? Anyone who want to jump in? I'm still bummed that Tommy's not coming along. I, again, maybe really that's why that, I, huh? I was, I thought, because he went so far to, and I realized that there are two goals. One is Ellie. One was Tommy. Now we've, yeah, one's done. <laughs> now yeah. we're moving on. I to think my, Ellie goal. my only real problem with that is how, and I did have a slight problem with be, you know, the argument that, um, you know, Joel and Ellie had in the show got resolved very quickly. I mean, he has this flashback of him and Sarah, and you know that he's been sitting in that horse stable for a while waiting to see them come in, but it almost feels like it resolves itself way too easily. Yeah. Um, I see that. That's my only little nitpick on this episode, really, because everything else, I mean, it, this was a game player's, like, showcase. Yeah. I think you I can kind of float that, though, in, in a, a post-apocalyptic elliptic world, though, where time is too short and decisions need to be made more quickly. Yeah. You, know, you don't linger yeah. on things as much as you once yeah. did. I mean, I like her reaction. Like, yes, I'm coming with, like, the, the, the very taste that he'll stick with her, mm-hmm. she's on board for. It doesn't. Is that like the? Yeah, there's no thought process in her head that's like I don't want to be with Joel, and it's just like it's very touching, it's very quick, it's very de- decisive, and she makes that decision instantly. She was heading towards the stables, you know, whenever that scene happened. But I, I personally inside, and this is maybe just me making up my head. I, I have a, I question whether Ellie actually would have left. You know what I mean? Like without Joel, because she was so imprinted upon him at that point. You know what I mean? I think she likes her mission, though. I think she mm-hmm. likes the idea that she might be the savior the for Jesus all humanity. Figure, yeah. And I, I think she would have ultimately went with Tommy, but it wasn't her first choice. It wasn't any choice at all. She's like, I don't want to do this. Would she? Just... And I don't think in a vain way. Do you? Right? No. She's not, it's not like a vanity, I could save the world. It's I want to save. I want yeah. to, whatever I, I can do to save the world. I, I think she's committed to the journey and committed to the fact that, like, oh, maybe I am special. You know, But again, not in a narcissistic way. Mm-hmm. At least I'll think so. At least not I, this I, that's all. I was just wondering yeah. how I also felt. Joel gives her booze. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Tommy might have let her have more than a. She set. doesn't know that. She doesn't know that. She just knows he does. He might let her take more more target practice. You know. Oh, you showing? Just before we let it go, the director shared a funny story about his daughter in that song. Um, he asked her. He, he he knew about the nepo baby conversation that might go on. You know, him using his own daughter to make that song, but he just had to do it. He thought she was good enough what she did, so he asked her it's to beautiful. do it. He said, I need this song. I need it to have this tone. Get it done. He said, two weeks went by, and he goes to his daughter, and he's like, where's my song? And she goes, I forgot. Oh, no. And he said, I tried to explain to her, honey, daddy is going to put your song on television. How old is this kid? She's uh, 22 years old. Oh, okay. Or well, eight, no, she might be. No, she's 18 years old. I'm sorry. I mean, she's 18 still years adult. Old. Hold on. Now, this is the best part. She goes, <sighs> Okay. And she goes, 15 minutes later, she came back with that song and handed it to him. He listened to it and said, God damn it. She did the, record, the recording or the entire well, composition? Her no. recomposition of the song happened in about 15 minutes. Like it was an after school project that she pushed at the last second. Jesus. Almost without concern. <laughs> she just tells I do dude. shit. Being famous for granted, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, anyone else want to add anything else onto this? Or are you looking forward to next episode? I, I'm really looking forward to next episode. <laughs> Um, like I said, this episode had a lot of like uh, gamer nods to it, and especially if you've if you've played anything else in the series, you're just like, okay, I did get a little peek at you know 
what may be happening next week that I have an idea of what's going on. I'm not going to say anything, but I'm very much looking forward to next episode. So um, anything else? Mostly what I'm looking forward to is Shannon's reaction. And she has an aversion to the cameras, which kind of sucks. Because if I could do one thing that I think would make a great addition to the show, the finale... I would like to have a camera on, like a close up on her face during the entire <laughs> finale of this show. No, uh, and it, it would just be great. It'd be good stuff. It'd be great to do a react. Yeah. I've always wanted to do a react, but I don't know how to do. We the can editing. do it with Mal. There Mal could be the react. There you go. <laughs> Talk to react to something he already. Knows. Yeah, that's true. Kyle. Well, we don't I know if they're going to do it the way they did in the game. Maybe I mean, no, you're right. Maybe how I many total assume. episodes are there? Maybe I do Nine. it with Kyle and I did it together. Yeah. There, there you go. go. Well, Kyle's already on camera. Well, what I mean is if we did like a reaction okay. thing, I, I might she be says a I'm little in. less shy if I had company. A, a companion. She says, Shannon, I will pay you to do that. Well, That's what nobody she wrote even wants notes. to watch I, it with me. I'll just watch it by myself. I think at this point we will wrap it so. up again. Right. Uh, once again, I want to thank everyone for joining me this week. Thank you, Mal. Absolutely. If you would like to join in the conversation, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Last of Yins on Facebook, The Last of Yins Podcast. And you can email us at thelastofyins at gmail.com. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Wade Rue for original music. But until next time, thank you and have a good night. Bye.